It's Cassandra and oh here let me do that. And I'm a compulsive overeater and I'm just seeing these names. I I I know a lot of you guys and that feels good to have a community to come um to see people and hear people uh uh and to see our growth together. I am a compulsive overeater. I have um I'm on my 18th year of abstinence in OA. And um, that to me is uh, abstaining from all recreational sugar, eating three meals a day with an option of a fruit snack. I do have tea with milk on my snack. And, um, and basically when I came in here, I was, I was doing a lot of binging and I was, completely into the sugar. And that reading that we did was just where I lived, looking for my self-worth in all your faces and how you were reacting to me, told me whether or not I was having a good day or uh, not so good day. And it's a hard way to live, those of you that have lived that way. And because um, your day can go down like that in a second. Um, when I came in here, I came. Um, my dad had been in OA. I knew I did not want to be in OA. And um, uh, just I had enough friends. I just came because nothing else worked. And that's a lot of us, you know, we all the diets and the different things. Also, I was the kind of person that um, my compulsive food behaviors uh, didn't always show on my body. Uh, luckily, I was, well, luckily, I guess it kind of postponed the the uh, the will to to find a a solution to the deeper problems, but I was able to diet and get to. I look really cute at my wedding. Uh, I I balloon out between relationships and get really high on love and get nice and cute and thin. And then eventually, I just couldn't put that cork in the bottle. Once I was out, I couldn't get a day. <clears throat> dieting or doing something <clears throat> before I came in here. And I think a lot of it is that um, I kind of could contain it a enough uh, for myself uh, until I had uh, a husband and kids and a real full life and I just didn't have the tools. And so my uh, I just self-soothed with food. I waited till my kids went to sleep so I could just zone out and I'd wake up with a food hangover and hope that it would, you know, this would be the new day, go to work, not eat a lot at my job. I didn't have, um, I'd eat, you know, breakfast and bring a lunch, but I didn't have access to food. And then I'd come home and just eat until my husband came home and then was kind of like, I can't, can't really eat dinner. So, uh, and in, in that point, I was like the reading, I was highly, I was looking outside of myself for validation, for happiness. And if one thing outside of myself wasn't working like I thought it should, then that was my, um, my signal that I could just, you know, go for broke and that, you know, maybe when everyone was behaving, I could uh, contain my uh, compulsive overeater eating. And it doesn't work that way. Um, I came in within 
maybe three months, I found a sponsor and I wanted to have a boot camp. And she just uh, led me to what I think is people that I've seen have long-term abstinence in this program is the steps, the steps, the steps, the steps, everything else, uh, you know, supports that in the tools. Um, but for me, when I was, you know, worked with my sponsor and she asked me, what do you think, you know, uh, your abstinence should be, what are your triggers or whatever? And we came up with it. And then I lost just naturally, naturally by limiting and not binging and eating three meals a day, I lost weight. And then I got a little stuck and I thought we could, you know, tweak my diet or something. And that was the thing I learned in this program is about those are my motivations to get deeper into the steps was when um, either something wasn't working or I saw the attraction by what people were doing in the rooms and I wanted what they had. And it, and I was very clear when I came into the room, I just wanted to stop binging. I didn't even want to lose weight. I just knew it was so crazy. And I was able to be blessed with that right away, right away. And um, overall, I, I have had two sponsors um, and I, right now I am really having, I'm, I'm newly retired, maybe two years and it, it's, I mean, the beginning I just slept and exercised and just enjoyed and traveled. And now I'm kind of finding the structure of my new life. And, uh, part of that structure is I've got a lot of time for program. And, and it doesn't seem like nothing seems like quite as much as a chore now that I'm not working. And exercise doesn't seem quite as much as a chore, but I've been able to um, go to a deeper level. There was a part with my sponsor that I have and she has long-term uh, recovery where I'm just like, oh, you know, I, I, I feel like I'm doing all the parts, but I just not feeling it in my heart. I'm just doing it because I know it's the right thing to do. I don't have any place else to go besides OA, but I, I don't have any of that fire. And she and I um, are now working the steps in a different way. And it is somebody in 12, uh, in AA and it's program, but it's not program approved literature. Um, but boy, I am been able to go and find out things and um, gain the courage to look at uh, the sin of omission that I use in dishonesty. Um, and then also just not being able to even access that earlier in the step work that I did. And uh, there's a quote that, you know, I couldn't see until I could see, I couldn't know until I was ready to know that kind of thing. I couldn't hear you guys some things until I was ready to hear it. So it's not that I was uh, cheating out on my, my step work before, but um, I'm able to listen to people that are coming at it at a different way. And um, like the first time I, I, I worked the steps, I got so much out of it. And um, it was really hard, especially 
you know, um, step four, you know, through uh, eight, that was just, or through nine, uh, were challenging for me and scary. And I kind of just didn't look up at the next step until I was there because otherwise I was out of there. I mean, the, when I first came into the program, I would see that it just like the Skivy um, meeting room, they had the, the 12 steps. And I'm like, I can do that. I can do that. I don't think I can do that. And, uh, you know, they say half measures avail us nothing. It availed me staying in the rooms and continuing to work in the sponsor with a sponsor that I was able to not accept that I would do everything at once, but accept the thing that I was tasked with doing right in front of me. It was too much for me to look at changing all the structures of my life and how I look as a higher power. Uh, so um, I was willing to take steps and add to those steps. And that really helped me. You know, my bottom line at the beginning was just willingness to come to the meetings. Then I added on willingness to, uh, to uh, work with a sponsor and follow. Then I added on service. Then I added on sponsor. You know, so it was adding an on for me that really kept me in the rooms and kept me going. And um, now what I'm doing um, is I am really going deep into those steps, 10, 11, and 12. And that's kind of where the structure of my day revolves. And, uh, and I have been a young mother in this program with uh, working. And so my program looks different than it did when I had a two and a four year old and was working full time. And I, like I said, I do have some luxury of time that I didn't have, but, uh, and I imagine I could have done this in a different way. However, I have to say, I have learned about myself that I need a kind of a bubble of time around my uh, morning routine. Uh, if I wake up late, because I'm not a big morning person, I still have to set an alarm to get up at seven o'clock. And because if I get up at eight o'clock, guess what? Other people start calling me. My husband wants to talk to me. And in order for me to even, I probably I'm only doing 15, 20 minutes of hard work, of step work in the morning. And that's like, you know, my prayer, my meditation, my writing, my plan for the day. But if I don't have a bubble of time around that, it's hard for me to focus. And I, you know, when I was working, I would try to meditate and I'd fall asleep in the morning because I wasn't truly awake before my prayer and meditation. So um, right now I am reworking the steps with my sponsor. Um, I'm doing uh, a lot of service, both uh, in OA and outside of OA. And um, that really helps me. I've, I really got a lot out of this last birthday party. And I, I went to the birthday party previous year. I was just kind of floating around. And then for some reason this year, I was ripe. Every single um, workshop or panel I went to just really sang to me and I was able to implement and um, change it up a little bit, which for me, I think is really important in long-term 
recovery is that certain things that work for you don't work for you. When I started just saying the same prayers and I had them all by heart and it was really hard for me to be present in any of the prayers, I'm like, oh, this needs to be changed. It's not that these are things are wrong, but they've lost their potency for me for now. And so um, I have been really uh, working in a structured uh, morning program of prayer, meditation, reading away lit, uh, giving, you know, the, the primary thing is, you know, is looking at my personality defects and asking my higher power to help me with those so that I can be of greater service. And then along with my personality defects, just, you know, the things that of dishonesty, selfishness, mm, uh, fear and resentment, and just realizing why I want to be relieved of those is because then I can be a better service to others. I'm outside of my mind uh, or not living in, in uh, self-absorption. And one thing that I've been, um, another part of my morning meditation is to also just turn all those all those people, places, things, my food, my weight, my body, all those things over to my higher power. And to know that um, I and I asked to be guided through my day. And um, in that reading we did this morning, the importance of just knowing that if I'm right with my higher power, if um, I'm right with myself, I'm okay. And I, it, it's, it's probably a lot less exhausting for the people around me um, that I was constantly seeking validation from. And, you know, really getting in touch that, you know, all these relationships are roles I play, but at that bottom line is that I'm a spiritual being and I have a relationship with my higher power and my higher power doesn't care if I'm the cutest in the room or if I'm the smartest in the room or if I'm the best cook or the best host or the best, you know, the best speaker at a meeting. Um, that uh, my higher power relationship isn't dependent on that kind of uh, uh, outward uh, roles that I play, that the, the core is that I am a spiritual and, um, and I need that connection with my higher power. And for some reason, I don't understand all of it, but all my personal relationships do much better when I have that really clear. And I know I have five more minutes, but um, I'm thinking that I'm going to wrap it up. Thank you, Mai, for uh, inviting me. And thank you for all the friendly faces. And um, I, uh, I'm i so happy to have this program. And, and this, this, it was only now that I've gotten maybe since I just, I went two huge trips last year. Uh, really looking for the structure of what my new life will be. And it was so nice to have it, the structure of OA to build around. So thank you very much.